96, WHBQ Memphis, and W253DF Memphis. Flynn Broadcasting Stations. National Football League Talk every Tuesday with Bo Marchand. Covering the NFL Draft at CollegeToPro.com and the NFL Draft Bible. Covering the Steelers for Sports Illustrated. Living and running in Eastern Ohio and on Twitter X at Bo Marchand. Here's Bo with Bryant and Brett. Bo Marchant joins us every single Tuesday afternoon to talk the NFL, and I know for him, uh, this is really uh, his favorite time of the year, talking about scouting these players and and all of the off-season madness. He is live in Indianapolis joining us today at the Combine. Bo, thanks so much for joining us. You're at the Combine. I know how excited you were for this week. What has been your biggest takeaway so far in the early days of the combine? Well, you know, the guys get working out uh, tomorrow. So, I mean, uh, or, you know, the, the, the DBs and some of these guys start going through the thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, today was interviews with uh, coaches and GMs. And, you know, you kind of get to shed some light. You really don't find out much. You, right. you know, you kind of get the vanilla responses on any question asked. And, uh, uh, but, you know, but nonetheless, it's, again, it's, it's the beginning of combine week. Um, you can start to see it starting to get busier and busier. You know, if you if you know, I call it like the football circuit. If you could do the All Star games and the draft and the combine games, you know, there's just you kind of just see the familiar faces that you basically only see. You know, kind of like Johnny. I'm going to probably see Johnny at the Senior Bowl every year. Yeah, that'll be my Johnny destination to see him. (laughs) And and that's what makes it fun because you just you know you just want a quick hello. You know what I mean? So that but this part of it. But uh, like I said, today was a great day. even if you don't write a story about every single GM or coach that goes through, I, sure. I just think listening to those guys. I mean, because they are experts in their field and they bring a lot of, uh, of uh, you know, observations. I thought Brian Callahan, the, the Tennessee coach, and he, I, it never occurred to me in this this form of your way he described it. Because somebody asked about the running backs and Derrick Henry, and he said the position hasn't been diminished. He says the the way it's labored is different. Mm-hmm. And I when he said it, it was you know the you know, instead of one guy, you know, doing all the work, now there's several different guys yeah. doing the same job. And the way he he explained it, I was like, that was one of the best explanations I've heard on something we talk about a lot. Everyone discusses it, but in such simple terms, it was yeah, it's 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 still a prominent position. It's still needed, but it's the you know the way the you know the the labor as he mentioned is delivered. It just comes in a different form than what we're accustomed to. Bo, that's a really great point, especially when you look at today's modern game. Like we, me, you, Brian, and Brad, we all watch the game, man. If you think about it, how how they put in running backs, it's kind of like how they put in in wide receivers now. They just rotate them all in and out, man. And and everybody is always fresh. So I can for sure see how how the game is really translating like that. But Going into the combine, man, what event? Because we all love these events. I personally love everything about it, about the combine, especially. I love watching the DBs. But what position are you most looking forward to watch? Uh, I got you know, and I gotta say the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, because it seems like a pretty. You know, I know a couple of the top. I know the Williams and Daniels aren't throwing, but you know, but the rest of those guys, it's just an opportunity that you know more more reps for you and and more of an opportunity to kind of you know. Uh, let these teams show you up close, see you know see your, see them up close. So uh, I'd say the quarterbacks. I think it's a decent class. It's 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 you know we've got some top heavy guys and it's 
and it's kind of a draft that you, you got a, a lot of different versions of different type of talent at the position. So I'm excited to see the guys throw and it's not, you know, it's probably a bad answer in terms of the workout because, you know, we don't really care. You know, they're not going to bench because they're quarterbacks and we really don't care about what the vert is on a QB or, or how fast right. he runs, it's, you know, but nonetheless, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, they're going to be on there doing the drills and sure. trying to put the balls in the right places. So, you know, their mechanics and all those things come into play. And then and if we're going to just talk numbers, you got to love the receivers because those are usually the fastest guys. They compete with the DBs for the titles of all the all the crazy numbers that we're going to see unfold this week. So, but you know, the receivers, uh, you know, you, you definitely got to put your, you know, put those at I think the top of the spectrum for one because they're the most prolific offense position skill guys absent of the QB. And there's a lot of good ones in this class, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned uh, Caleb Williams and uh, Jaden Daniels. Uh, both said that they're not uh, going to do anything at the Combine. They're not throwing or anything um, at the Combine. Is Drake May throwing? Have we heard anything about Drake May? And what do you think about these top quarterbacks, these top guys? Uh, and, and Marvin Harrison, another guy that said he's not going to uh, to do much at the Combine. What do you make of these top guys opting out of the, the on-field workouts? Well, you know, it's something we've become accustomed to. There might yeah. be a day and age where these guys don't even come to Indianapolis. I mean, uh, you know, it's you, you know everything's changing so rapidly. I mean, NIL, college football, mm-hmm. uh, the draft, uh, you know, like they don't do weigh-ins anymore. Like everything just changes very rapidly. So, uh, you know, who says in five years, you know, well, you know, and, you know, the, the, they're signed up for two more years in Indianapolis. So who knows, you know, maybe they'll bring it to Frisco, Texas. Uh, yeah. Maybe they'll make it a traveling tour. I, I don't know. It's there's going to be so many changing pieces as this thing progresses, but uh, I think you know the quarterbacks. I, I, I you know, I, I really am starting to like Jaden Daniels more and more. Mm. The more and more I watch him, the more I, I kind of I feel like he's the QB in this class. At least the, you know when we're talking about May and and Williams and and Daniels, I, it just seems like he has that ceiling where you know it's it's uh, there's a lot there and. Uh, you know, I love Drake May. I think he's a fantastic, and and, and Caleb actually is probably my third guy. Uh, wow. You know, but no, but and I don't mean that in a in a negative third sure. fashion. It's it's kind of like you know you you won the race in ten seconds. <laughs> you won it in nine point. Or you finished second in nine point nine nine nine, and you were third in nine point nine nine eight. So you know, it's not a some you know. Oh, I just you know, but I, I just I like Daniels. Um, uh, there's something about May, and I, I don't like doing that. And I know it, it sounds foolish. But, uh, you know, maybe Javonta Williams, and he's a good football player for the Broncos, the running back. He's the Tar Heels. But you got to go back to, like, Natrone Means. Maybe yeah. if you want to give the slight edge to Hakeem Nix, the receiver. But, I mean, Tar Heels and offensive guys doesn't, you know, Sam Howell, no. Mitchell Jabisky, no. So, you know, when you think of the idea of offensive guys, skill guys from North Carolina, they never, ever pan out. So that's that's something to think about. That's why I'm hesitant to really put it all in on May. But you got to look at these guys as individuals, and uh, you know. But so that's why I got I kind of got to stick to my heart and, and think May could be a very good quarterback. I'm curious when you're uh, at the combine, and I'm sure it's a little bit of both. But do you come in with a, a list of guys that you want to make sure you see their workouts and make sure you're you're paying attention to what they're doing, or do you kind of just come in with a blank sheet and you're just looking at guys that stand out for you? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't really write down names. I mean, I might jot something down here or there, but I, you know, I think that I just kind of know who I want to see. Right. And, and, you know, and to be honest with you, Brian, the, what I really like to do is I, I, I wish they actually had masks on or they would, you know, blank out their, fa- like, I really don't uh, want to know who they are yeah. when they're running fast. 
I don't want to know who they are when they're doing the drills because I think we get caught up in the hype of, oh, this is, you know, this right. day, oh, this is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Watch him throw the ball. And all the analysts are going to just, you know, they're going to give them all the love in the world. And, and sometimes, you know, they're, they're, another quarterback's throwing and they're not actually showing it because they're showing highlights of Patrick Mahomes. That's a good point. So I, I, I really, I, I, you know, I kind of, and I do that when I scout games. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you know who the major guys are. You know, mm-hmm. you go to a football game and you, do, you start doing your notes. I mean, you know who these guys are. But I, I just kind of like taking the notes. I'll just write down the numbers, and then, you know, certain guys you are going to know. But for the rest of them, you know, I, I just go off the play. I shouldn't know I have to watch number eight. Right. Uh, number eight should be a guy that I notice because he's doing that well. That's that's how I kind of look at it. So I, I kind of stick to the same thing with the combine. You know who you want to see, but nonetheless, I, I just kind of like seeing the workouts. And, and, you know, I mean, you know who they are, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it's it's Part of the thing I, I like about it is just the uh, the unknown, right? Uh, but also, man, I got a question. Um, what player in this up and coming draft um, do you really feel that can make an impact for for your Pittsburgh Steelers? What what what's a guy player who can make an impact, man? Coming to in well, well, I mean Zach Frazier, the West Virginia uh, center. I mean, just because you know they released Mason Cole. So you just instantly think they're going to, you know, go center in the first round. Mm-hmm. So maybe that could be a guy. Uh, you know, maybe some of the defensive bats: Nate Wiggins, Quentin Mitchell from Toledo. Uh, you know, oh, somebody to pair good. with. Yeah, somebody to pair opposite of Joey Porter. So uh, Edrin Cooper, inside linebacker. Um, I, I, you know, I, he could be a first round guy. Maybe a little early for twenty. But you know, again, it, you know, you come here to Indy and you post some crazy numbers. You know, you know, it just it does move the needle. So I, he's a guy that I think, you know, that inside linebacker spot. And, they, you know, they, they had uh, Quan Alexander, Cole Holcomb, um, and Landon Roberts, fantastic guys, fantastic pros, or players, veterans. All of them got hurt last year. So if they want to kind of go in a different direction, and, and I wouldn't rule out the quarterbacks, you know, Michael Penance, J.J. McCarthy, I, I find that highly, highly unlikely that they would do that. But, uh, you know, I think O-line, I, I think even a receiver, you know, Deontay Johnson would probably be a free agent next year. Uh, maybe they snag a Brian Thomas out of LSU. So mm. I know I gave you a lot of names, but I, you know why? Because I, I just think there's a lot of different variables the Steelers could go in where yeah. they could say, hey, you know what? You know, they're not in dire needs of one specific thing. But and I shouldn't say it's a you know they're it's not a luxury where they're at. But you know they're not in a dire strait yet at quarterback. They have options and the other positions are they're relatively you know deep and, and have some talent. So uh, you know maybe they can just. If they're fortunate, maybe just take the best guy off the board. Yeah. Talking to Bo Marshani joins us every single week to talk the NFL. And this week, he's up at the NFL Combine as uh, a lot of coaches and GMs talking today. Uh-huh. And we'll get more uh, of the on-field work and that sort of stuff later in the week. Um, you mentioned a couple guys that you heard speak earlier today. One of the quotes I saw on social media that really stu- uh, stood out to me was uh, New Falcons head coach Raheem Morris um, talking about the team's quarterback situation, said, quote, if we had better quarterback play, I probably would not be standing here at this podium. Uh, I know we've talked about the Falcons and this quarterback position a lot throughout the season and even um, this offseason, but what do you ultimately think Atlanta does at quarterback? They're at the, uh, the what, eighth spot right now in the draft. Do you think they go into the draft and try to get one of these guys to fall to them, or, or do you think they make a trade and bring in a quarterback uh you know what uh i i would think i they might go with a more a veteran presence i don't mm-hmm. know if they want to 
go with the rookie, uh, especially, you know, I don't know if, I, I think they would have to move up. And I think there's that gap between the, the three that we mentioned earlier in the show, May, yeah. uh, Daniels, and Williams, and then, you know, you got Penix and Nix and McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like those guys are too high for number eight. Yeah. So I think they're kind of in a conundrum there where, you know, you're, you're at eight, you're, you're, you're kind of stuck in the middle. You're not high enough, but you're not low enough. Uh, you know, and the veterans, there should be, you know, we're, there's a lot of veterans out there that they can kind of, you know, sample size and, and get their, you know, their, you know, delve into. And, and, and we'll, we'll know this when it, the time comes. I mean, if they, just hypothetically, if they don't trade for Justin Fields and they don't get Kirk Cousins, they don't make a pursue off of Russell Wilson, they don't, you know, they don't get a Ryan Tannehill. All right, well, then, you know, they're going to go into the draft and they, they're going to have a plan. Yeah. And we saw it last year with the Bears and the Panthers. I mean, somebody might fall in love with Caleb Williams, and maybe the Bears are hesitant that they don't want to trade Justin Fields. Those are, these are the things that you really don't know what these teams are thinking internally. So, you know, if, uh, if, the, Ram, if the Falcons think, hey, this, this, is, this is the guy, we have to get him, who knows, maybe they, you know, they move up. And you have a team in Chicago, I think they picked ninth, so if they did that play, then, you know, Chicago would have back-to-back picks, eight and nine. So, yeah. you know, you get yourself, uh, you know, you get yourself a tackle and, Maybe a couple tackles, and you can get yourself a you know uh, you know Romeo Dunze, the mm-hmm. Washington receiver. It's a nice pull, and, you know, because if you feel comfortable with Fields, you then you look very uh, you know you look very smart. But yeah. the whole case for that is you know you know the Falcons are going to you know move up, and hypothetically in that situation, the uh, the Bears are sticking with Fields. So that's the fun of it. We we could we could do this show for the next <laughs> yeah. ten hours and have we could have. Every different scenario known to man, yeah. and and I, you know, I promise you this one, this one, guys. All the scenarios for the next ten hours that we try to break down and describe, the one that we don't mention will be the one that's that comes right. to fruition on draft night. Yeah, that's right. And um, Bo, let's talk about this uh, with the Bears. Um, a lot of people are projecting them to get Caleb Williams, and I, I completely understand he's a he's an elite talent. But also with them trying to get a, get a, trade away Justin Fields, so like, how much trade value do you think? Justin Fields got when they making it because a lot of teams you know this Bo when they when every team know that you're trying to trade somebody they try to lowball you so like what do you yeah. think his trade value will be? Well, I, I, right now I mean and I might sound foolish and I really don't know what the market would be maybe a late one or a two yeah. the thing is that and I if a team is going to invest you I you know you kind of got to pick up the fifth year option so I don't see a team giving up a two. Mm. Just to have a guy for you know you're not going to pick up the fifth year, so that's where I think it's it's you really have to feel feel uh, like you can you know get the most out of Justin Fields and and I personally think because Chicago the city of Chicago from what I hear is so divided you know to say fifty yeah. fifty we want him the other fifty don't want him I just think it's that much harder for him because you know just if he starts out zero and two he has a couple of bad games it's just going to be an uproar in the city I think if he has a fresh start. You know, one, he knows the team that traded for him wants him. So that's yeah. already the plus. You're going to a city, and they're going to be excited because they want something new. Because they're not, if they bring him in, just hypothetically, they don't want Desmond Ritter. So they're going to be loving life they got Justin Fields. So, and then on the flip side, if Chicago, you're Ryan Boyles, or Brian Poles and uh, Matt Uberflus, you're, you're kind of buying yourself some time. You're like, hey, you can't fire us. We just took Caleb Williams. So, you know, the, 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 the brass in Chicago buy themselves some time, and Justin Fields, it's a fresh start somewhere where I don't think there's a 50-50 debate on if they like him or not. And I, at least for a year or early in the season, he's going to be a darling. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, while a lot of the talk going on right now is about the combine, we still got free agency coming up, a lot of news there, and uh, kind of the biggest story right now is what happens with Chris Jones. Uh, Chief GM uh, Brett Veach said that re-signing Chris Jones is at the top of the team's to-do list. Do you see Chris Jones being a, uh, a chief next year, or do you think with kind of the price tag that would come with him that he can maybe see a different team in the future? Uh, it's going to be about money. It's going to be yeah. about him uh, maybe eating a little humble pie and being, hey, you, you know, you want to try to get one three in a row? <laughs> and how much is enough? I mean, you know, I mean, go, fine. You know what? Take an extra $6 million and you're playing for the Chargers. Yeah. I, or, I don't know. You can play for the New England Patriots or the Steelers. It's just you're not playing for the Chiefs. You're not, you know, you're not back-to-back champions. So uh, I, I think it's just the money thing. And, and I, I, really, I mean, it's just money. If they can find a price, then Chris Jones is going to return. And if they feel it his career that you know it's just too much money then uh it's you know it's it's just the business that's the business yeah. side of it i i think he wants to stay you know they want him to sure, stay it's absolutely. a perfect fit but at the end of the day it's, it's just going to be does the dollars make sense and if the dollars make sense then they can agree on a contract and it might be the same thing he did last you know just the one-year deal you know not that he's old or washed up by any stretch of the imagination but right. you know they're, they're not going to give him some you know long-term big money contract and if they do they're going to have opt-out years where they, you know, try to get some dead money off it. So at least that's what I think. I, I, I hope he stays. I think he's a great fit there. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I definitely hope he stays. Uh, another kind of story, it sounds like uh, we could – Get a uh, you know one way or the other with Russell Wilson in the next couple of weeks. We know that uh, they decided to sit him to try to avoid injury uh, at the end of last season. Um, Sean Payton kind of coming in, um, and Russell Wilson was already there. What do you think ultimately happens with with Russell Wilson? I know we were talking about kind of veteran quarterbacks uh, a minute ago, but but with Deshaun or uh, excuse me, not Deshaun Watson, with Russell Wilson, what do you think uh, happens next season or going into next? season yeah I don't, well, I don't think he's a bronco and however that plays out yeah. you know he's not going to be the starter in denver anymore and uh you know and these are the things you think you kind of know how this all works out but there's just there's always those new scenarios on you know what t- what a team can do and when they can release them and what they could get so you know it's just you know they're not going to keep them they're going to release them and they're going to own that money and you know he's going to sign somewhere else and i still think he's a starting quarterback at least right. i mean a lot of people i've talked to down here don't don't ever imagine him starting again which i i find that kind of i i think that's kind of a foolish statement i mean i mean look at the quarterbacks that we've seen play last year and we're talking about russell wilson (laughs) can't start again so i mean you know i just i i just say hey listen i mean is he the guy that was in his peak at seattle no but i mean you're trying to talk that he's i mean he's unstartable there's 30 you know 31 (laughs) of the you know i just i just find that a little bit crazy but I, I still think there's a market for Russell Wilson. I, you know, I, I really do. I and if you really break down the play last year, he, you know, that <laughs> he wasn't that guy, and, and it, it doesn't look good because they sat him. But that was right. a money thing. So and you know, and he's, you can't fault him. I mean, if the radio station guaranteed you guys five hundred million dollars by the end of the year, they're like, well, we're not going to put you on the year for the rest of the, <laughs> the air for the rest of the year. Well, you're going to still get your $500 million. Hey, You're not? like, fine. That's well, right. you know what? You're not going to hear Brian or Johnny or Brett till yeah. 2025, right. but you guys are going to be $500 million richer. <laughs> so, I mean, anybody out there, you would all do it. I would all do it. Nobody's going to take less when you're talking that kind of money. Absolutely. And and you could go sign somewhere else. Yeah. 
Uh, Bo, I have a question. This was reported 37 minutes ago. Um, wow, a concern, yeah, concerning the uh the the draft and Caleb Williams, um, from NBC Sports in Chicago. Uh, Williams, he talking about they talking about him going to Chicago, right? Um, there have been unfounded speculation that Williams is a like we all know he's a Washington D.C. native, and he would not and he would prefer not to play for the Bears and could instead try to play for the Washington Commanders, which is his hometown. So what do you what do you think about that, man? Because we we seen this before with Eli Manning not wanting to go to the Chargers and different teams like that. What do you think about that, Bo? Him not wanting to go to Chicago? Uh, well, that's a tricky one. I, I mean, one he doesn't have an agent, I believe. No, he so don't. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah, have so an agent. agent. He doesn't. You know, you, I mean, usually stuff's the agent saying it. So you don't have an agent saying that. So that had to come from somewhere. Who knows if it comes from Caleb Williams or not? Because uh, if you know, it's, it, if you don't have an agent, it, it, I don't know marketers, but you know, you're kind of your own voice. You're the guy defending yourself. So. Uh, you know, I don't know where the source came from, and you guys said that broke 37 minutes ago. So, I, I really, I besides if that's his decision or if that's true, then you know we have a whole other debate on, you know, and then you got to think about Washington. You know, Chicago, kind of like when the uh, when the Chargers took Eli Manning. You know, he said, "I'm not going to San Diego," but you know, but the Chargers took him anyways, and eventually they made the trill deal the Giants at four. Maybe you see something like that where, you know, uh, the Bears take them and they elect to, you know, drop down maybe with New England or, uh, you know, Washington down the spot. But mm-hmm. it's, that's a tricky move. Yeah. But, you know, you can, for, it, with, again, it, like I mentioned earlier, it's, you know, these guys can, it's, it's, guys are more prone to, like, push the narrative and, and not, you know, kind of just be so selective on where they're going to go. May, it might not make it fun for us, but you know it is these guys' careers. I mean, I, I, I'm not a fan of it, you know. But I mean, but hey, what are you going to do? Sure, tricky situation for sure. Well, uh, Bo, enjoy this week uh, in Indianapolis for the combine. I know uh, you're looking forward to seeing all of these guys, uh, you know, get their drills in and, and get in front of all of these scouts. Um, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week when we'll be hey. guess, recapping what happened uh, on oh, the field at, at Indianapolis. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Hey, you guys have a fantastic week and stay safe. Thanks, Bo. Right back at you. Bo Marchant joins us every single week to talk the NFL. Always so much fun talking with Bo. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what's trending. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Johnny with you on this Tuesday afternoon. We got about 30 minutes left in today's show. As always, we're in our family leisure studios. No Brett today. He'll be back on Thursday, a couple personal days for him. Uh, but we need to talk about what's trending and uh 
handful of things to get to or that I, I want to get to um, in this segment, but I do want to start off uh, with some basketball news. I don't know whether to call it college basketball or NBA news, but uh, I think yesterday, let's see, today's Tuesday, so yesterday was Monday, I think it was yesterday, um, a new mock draft came out okay. and uh, on ESPN, I believe, and it was a big deal because this was the first mock draft that did not have Bronny James' name in it. I guess I shouldn't say that. It was a 2025 mock draft that came out. Yeah. So a way, way too early mock draft. You know, Cooper Flag number one. Um, you know, he's still in high school before going to Duke next year. And in that first round, it had Bronny James. And really? So that told a lot of people, okay, ESPN does not see Bronny James as a number one as a as a draft pick this year. They see him going in 2025. Well, LeBron James was asked about it last night. Um, and his response was basically, we don't look at mock drafts. We don't pay attention to it at the end of the day. He's going to play hard. He's going to get better. Um, you know, he's going to work to get better every day and, you know, be the best player he can be and just let the kid be a kid. And a lot of people I've seen have taken issue with this because, Johnny, um, LeBron James, to most people, was the person that was pushing for LeBron James to be a first-round pick, to be this guy that uh, a lot of people look at as uh, a, a draft prospect. And guy that he says, you know, LeBron James has said he wants to play with uh, before he retires. I just don't see an issue with what LeBron said last I don't. Night. I don't. I don't see no issue with what uh, LeBron said either. Um, Bro, there's so many expectations for this kid at this point, man. And and to be honest, he won't. Let's just be honest. Bronny is how tall? Like 6'1", 6'2"? Yeah. Bronny is 6'2". And how he's looking like right now, man, he's not there to be be at that that caliber right now, Mm -hmm. man. Bronny, Bronny James, man. He one thing about Bronny, he can play defense. He's a spot up shooter, so his game. Oh, oh you are shorting Bronny James. He's six three. He's six four. Six four. Yeah. Okay, shorting we'll see him a couple inches. We will see that, but no way, man. I don't believe that. <laughs> you know they add height, man. But but when he gets to the NBA, his real height is gonna be on display. Mm-hmm. That man is no way. I believe he's six four. No way. But okay, let's say he's six four. He's six four. He can play defense, and, and he's a three three and D player, man. So his game translates to the league. He's just not seasoned yet, man. There's not enough film on him, man. And and just let him be him, man. At the end of the day, he gonna get an opportunity to play with LeBron, uh-huh. like it or not. So so yeah. that's that's what it is, man. No, you're right, and and I think here's the thing, and I've I've said this. Excuse me. I've said this for a while, and um, I get choked up thinking about it, and just got choked <laughs> up right there. Good lord! Um, but first off, I do not fault LeBron James for being a massive supporter of his son. Yeah, that's awesome. You can't. You know, that's you great. Can't. Um, and I'm sure LeBron James does want to play with his son. LeBron James never said. I want to play with Bronny James in the 2024-25 season. Yeah. He just said, before I retire, Retire. I want to play with my son. And I think a lot of people viewed that and said, okay, well, LeBron's getting older. He doesn't have that many more years on him. Bronny goes one and done. Ends up, you know, they play together. But even before Bronny James, unfortunately, had... You know his cardiac arrest episode. Yeah, that um, really held him back before too. the season. Well, even before that, 
I never thought he would be a draft pick this year. I didn't think he was one and done. I'm not just no. being honest. Now, maybe, obviously, he is very different because um, he has the name Bronny James. And I'm sure yeah. if he came out, had a you know fine season, you could convince somebody to take him in the second round have him, you know, sign him to a two-way contract and, you know, maybe then you can get LeBron James to to come to your team. But, you know, this is a guy that was, you know, barely top 50. You know, I don't remember. I think maybe low 30s he is was what he top, was. He was, um, if I'm not mistaken. Bro. I can look up where he was. Yeah, yeah, go, I mean, look that up. But, um, Brian, nothing against Bronny James, man. I swear there's nothing against him. He's the type of guy who needs about two to three years in, in college, man. Well, and, and that's my point. And there's nothing wrong with right. that. He, everybody thinks just because he's LeBron's son, he should be right. a first-round pick. First overall, that's not him. I'm sorry, he's not that guy. So he was 28th and I think moved up a little bit towards the end because I think he had a, a good kind of summer uh, or, or good spring. But um, so he was 28th. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. 28th in the yeah. country. I want to go back and look at guys around 28 um, in previous recruiting classes because I think that will help us kind of look at what these guys. So, okay, he was class 2023. Let's go class of 2022. The number 28 player in the country was. Oh, wow. I forgot about this. It is the guy that. Uh, had cardiac arrest for USC the year before, so it's one of his teammates. Was 28 in the country and is still there. Returned this year, obviously with cardiac arrest. So that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. Let's, go to another go, year, Brian. Go uh, to, let's go. Do 2020. Jaden Bradley was 27, so we'll just go up one spot. Jaden Bradley was 27. He goes to Alabama, has a good year, but guess what? He's now at at, at Arizona. That's what I'm saying for Arizona. So give another so example, he Brian. Needed, um, you know, he obviously needs more than one year. 2021. Hopefully, we don't have any more. Cardiac arrest episodes. Yeah, we don't um, need that. To look through. 28, Bryce McGowans, who played a couple seasons at Nebraska. Yeah. And then went to the draft and uh, was really good. Or, or is having a good you know start to his career um, with the Hornets, right? So he's with the Hornets now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think... This is a guy that um, I'm sorry, Bryson Gallons only had one, well, only played one season before getting drafted. Um, but I think this is a guy that we should not be shocked that he's not a one and done. We should not, especially with the cardiac arrest that that happened, that sets you back a little bit. And, and it's okay for a player to need a couple of years. I do not think Bronny James is a bad player. I actually think he's a a, a good player. I think yeah. he's a good piece for this USC team, even though this USC team is really bad. But I I think he can still get to the NBA. I just don't think we should hate on him for being not being a one and done. I don't think we should put the pressure on him to be a one and it's done. It's unfair. I don't think his father did that, but I also don't blame his father for wanting to support his son and saying that he's you know he's better than than other guards in oh, the NBA. That had him hot. <laughs> he did, but that's I mean he's his but, father. But, he's, What's he but that's to his say? dad. That's his dad. So it didn't. I know. Like if I had a son, I think he can do anything. I know yeah. a lot of people <laughs> this morning um, on television had issue with it. I know we talked about it earlier. Really, they had Johnny they Radio. had a lot of issue with well, them people being. People were saying, "I don't know why LeBron James is saying this because you know he's the one that 
was trying to force the issue. See, of him see, there. see, I people, didn't, I didn't people don't pay way. attention to content because what, he, like he said, you quoted it, Brian, and that, you're right. He said he want to play with Brian. He didn't say it was going to be this year. Right. He didn't. Who knows if he's going to declare next year and it, and it, and it, and, and he go out in the mm-hmm. first round or second round. There's nothing wrong with guys needing a couple of years. There was even some guys who didn't feel Bronny James was an All-American. Right. If we want to be honest, there's been a lot of things with Bronny James that people was unsure about mm-hmm. just because they didn't know if he would get in this because his dad or because his talent. Right. He is very talented. He's just a guy who needs more development, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just feel like it's unfair to put all-time great status right. and, and pressure on a guy who still – trying to develop he's right. still young he recovering off a of cardiac heart arrest like like that's a lot to recover from in a year man sure and so i'm I, you know hopefully i'm i'm hoping for the best for him but i don't think we need to get caught up in all of the the brawny james needs to be a, a first rounder stuff i do want to stick with the nba um golden state warriors they're in action tonight they lost their last game to the denver nuggets um but they are back in action tonight on the road against the washington wizards and chris paul will be making his return from That's injury big. tonight and, against the Warriors. And you know something else, Brian? What's that? Jordan Poole will be on the bench. Well, that's a good point. Jordan <laughs> Poole will be on the other side. We know how Draymond Green feels about He's uh, probably, Jordan Poole. You know what Draymond probably saying? You chose to be on the bench with the Washington Wizards instead of us. Is well, it? I don't know how much of it was his choice. I think, man, uh, that boy... Man. Ugh. Yeah, I just mean, a uh, situation. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, Draymond's calling the NBA office and saying, "Look, I know y'all have told me that if I pull anything again, that <laughs> I'm going to get suspended again." Yada yada. Just give me, you know. He might risk it all. Again. He might just risk just it all. <laughs> throw this one out. This one is is not really me. But this Warriors team, you know, Brett has said it in the past of. You know, look out for this team. You know, they're getting healthy. Very dangerous. They they could be a very dangerous team. And you look at, at what they've done kind of in these recent games. Uh, they beat, you know, they went on the road, beat Brooklyn, went on the road, beat the 76ers. So that's two, three wins, four wins, five wins. Lost at home to the Clippers by five points. That's a really good Clippers team. Then after that, three-game winning streak, Jazz, Lakers. That Lakers game was that first game back from the uh, from the All Star break, and then a win over the Hornets before losing that last game to the Nuggets. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Last ten games, they're eight and two. So they are playing good basketball yeah, they right are. now. Going to get Chris Paul back, getting healthy, um, and now you get the uh, the Wizards tonight. Then you go to New York to play the Knicks at the Raptors, and then the the really big game. At the Celtics, um, are you worried about? I, I guess worried isn't the the right yeah. word. Do you think this Warriors team? Because we've heard all the stuff of oh, this dynasty's over. They're yeah. not the same team. You know, we're seeing the 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 the, climb, the last the of last it. leg of this. You know, Draymond can't stay on the court because he's getting suspended. Um, you know, Clay Clay ta- is Clay's on the bench right now, right? He's coming off the bench, even though it looked unbelievable in his first game off the bench. But had like thirty six points. That's good bench, though, man. Like that. Some he um, probably needed. Steph is gonna Steph. You know, he's he's gonna be that that great player. But you know, do you trust all these pieces around? him do you think this Warriors team can make a push in the playoffs this year I think Brian I feel like they are very dangerous especially when you really think about the team man okay we got Clay coming off the bench along with CP3 man 
two yeah. starters, two all NBA players mm-hmm. coming off the bench against other people's second unit. Yeah. And and man, along with and then not even talking about Gary Payton Jr. Yeah. or the second he go by the second, but not even count, count Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. Like that that team got a lot of a, a lot of deep value on their bench as well not saying they're not gonna go like 10 or whatever man deep they might go eight man deep but that's that's a that's a deep bench to go into in the playoffs Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like the Warriors, they always gonna be dangerous because they got steph yeah they got they got steph they got draymond draymond like him like him or not He's a great player to have on your team. There was times against in the past when he played against Denver, he did a good, real good job against Jokic. Uh-huh. So, so like this team is dangerous in many ways, and don't let them really get it together, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I think it could be a, a really dangerous thing. Last thing I want to get to very quickly before we have to get to our final break. We've mentioned it earlier. I think it was uh, either your top or not top story of the day. But what happened last night? In New York between the Pistons and uh, the Knicks. Detroit, obviously a team that has lacked a lot of wins this year. They're up by one in the final seconds uh, inside Madison Square Garden. Um, the uh, the Pistons get a steal. Uh, and uh, I think it was a Sore Thompson uh, gets the uh, gets the steal. He's trying to get down to the other end of the yeah. court. He runs in. Him and Dante DiVincenzo collide with each other. The ball goes out of bounds. They give the ball to the Knicks. But yeah. honestly, the way it looked, and it was right in front of an official. Yes, that's what makes it so crazy. I mean, it seems like that is always called a foul when you've got kind of a player. It was a loose ball foul. Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo is just kind of falling into a Sore Thompson while yeah. Thompson's trying to maintain position. Possession and, and get down the court looked like an obvious foul. They end up giving uh, the Knicks the ball. The Knicks end up winning that game. Um, and after the game, um, uh, after the game, I'm, I'm reading this from the Athletic. After the game, referee James yep, Washington he showed it. told pool reporters that the refs missed the call. They missed it, and, and it was a bad. foul should have been whistled. Um, and obviously, that doesn't do anything for the Pistons unless they try. Ooh. To uh, go out and, and protest the uh, the result of the game, but yeah, it's over. that hasn't worked very well in the past. And then you know, there've been a lot of missed calls this right. year, right? You know, what do you do then? I do think this would be one that if they did protest, I would probably side with them. And I think you it go back and play that at a later date. You play that last two seconds or whatever. That's five seconds. Right? I don't know how you would do it. Um, but uh, but it was just very interesting after the game. Uh, you know they're they're talking and obviously everyone is upset and uh, Monty Williams super upset after the game he sat down this is what he had to say uh, quote where's the New York media now the yeah. absolute worst call of the season no call and enough's enough we've done it the right way we've called the league we've sent in clips we're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again we had a chance to win the game and the guy dove into Asura's legs and there was no call that's yeah. an abomination I'm 100% with him hey I agree too because to be honest he could have got hurt he could have got hurt and also Brian there have been some terrible calls Monty Williams talked about this and also uh what's the Kings coach um his name is escaping me Mike Brown mm-hmm. Mike Brown he took a computer and brought it to right. his press conference yeah. and breaking down it Brian uh-huh. so there have been a lot of missed yeah. calls by these officials and these referees mm-hmm. People gonna say it's just the Pistons being the Pistons, yeah. and they're gonna find a way sure. to lose. But 
that's egregious. That's a terrible yeah, call. No, I'm with you. I think it was a really bad call. And, uh, you know, for this Pistons team, you feel so bad for yeah, them they, because they just have struggled <laughs> all year long. They can't do nothing right. You know, they have that super long losing streak. And, I mean, that would have been a huge win at Madison Square Garden over the Knicks and just can't get it done. I mean, that's just, that's rough stuff. And, man, and the thing is, I honestly feel the Detroit Pistons got some good young talent they do. on their they team. Absolutely do. That's that's why I'm just so confused about them, man. They got Asar Thompson. He can be a guy to make all defensive and be a defensive player of the year how mm-hmm. how talented he is on the defensive yeah. end. And it just it just man, it's just they're young mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is. It's they need some vets. They need yeah. some guys who can really bring them together. Cause they got Jalen Durham, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, he's 20 years old or 19, yeah, he's 19 still 20, yeah. he's still young. They got some young guys. And Asar Thompson, he is very young. I think he's 20, 21. Like, this whole team, if the, they're on that list with us and OKC of being one of the youngest teams in, yeah. in the NBA. Absolutely. And so that was kind of the thing of you know, where do you go with this team when they were you know in the middle of that really long losing streak? Well, we need to get to our final break of the day. When we come back, we're after today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Moving is stressful, but black tie moving can take the worry out of the process. Whether you're moving across town or across country, moving your home or your office, your personal moving concierge from Black Tie Moving will work with you to design a plan that perfectly fits your budget and needs. And they're available 24-7 to answer any questions you have. Give Black Tie Moving a call at 901-316-6196 or go to blacktiemoving.com slash Memphis to get your personal no-obligation quote from the moving experts at Black Tie Moving. Women here in Memphis are wearing bigger, better quality diamonds and some amazing designer rings thanks to the arrival of Genesis Diamonds. Hey, it's Eric Hasseltine, and Genesis came on the scene here last year and shook up the jewelry world big time with rock-bottom prices on diamonds, a selection that's like 20 times ordinary stores, designer rings you can't find anywhere else, and guarantees and warranties that are the strongest in America. A relaxed, no-pressure, laid-back experience with no commission salespeople. Everybody here is loving what Genesis is doing. Whether you want a lab-grown diamond or a natural diamond, Genesis will easily beat anyone else's price. The owner is a former diamond wholesaler, and Genesis has cornered the market on the world's most acclaimed designer rings. They have all the top 10 designers in the bridal world. Thousands of handcrafted rings made by the premier designers. For whatever special occasion you have coming up, don't go to the old-fashioned stores for the same old, same old. Discover the store that's raised the bar in quality, selection, and value. Prepare to be blown away. Genesis Diamonds on Poplar at Perkins Extended. Welcome to the rendezvous. This is John Vergas. When my dad started the rendezvous in 1948, I don't think anyone could have imagined we'd still be serving shoulder, cheese plates, and our world-famous dry rub ribs 75 years later. But we are still here in the basement, in an alley in downtown Memphis. We sincerely thank you for making the rendezvous what it is today. Charlie Vergas Rendezvous. A legendary experience for over 75 years, whether you dine in, pick up, or ship across the country. You or someone you know or care about has dealt with a difficult divorce. When facing divorce, you need the attorneys at Rice Law. Nick and Larry Rice lead the firm with three generations and seven decades of experience. Located in Memphis, serving the entire state of Tennessee and North Mississippi. 
Rice Law is who you need to call. Simple or difficult divorce, they know how to handle it. Call Rice Law at 901-526-6701 or for more information, visit them at aboutdivorce.com. That's aboutdivorce.com. Chris Price, it's so good to see you. And you have a new business? Yes, Dave. MetroBuildersMemphis.com. Have you noticed water stains on your ceiling? With storm season here, take a walk around your home or business and look up. Make sure there are no water stains signaling a leak prior to the heavy storms coming in. If you do see signs of water, call me. My team and I will come out, diagnose the problem, and prescribe a fix. Our team of Hague certified inspectors are waiting to assist with any inspection or repairs you may need. We have three crews dedicated to repairing roofs in the Mid-South. As certified Owens Corner and mule hide dealers, we offer 20-year no-dollar limit labor and material warranties that offer hassle-free ownership. That's our hassle-free ownership guarantee. Allow Metro Builders team of professionals to assist you in maintaining your property's integrity and value. MetroBuildersMemphis.com, your local commercial roof experts. Ask about our commercial roof maintenance agreements. Protect your investment with MetroBuildersMemphis.com. Call me, call me, call me. 901-375-1717. That's 901-375-1717. 375-1717. 1717. All 650 acquisition fee Forte RE722812 MSRP215970 Sorrento PG242710 MSRP33010 Telluride RG462822 MSRP38705 Includes all rebates and incentives. Must finance through Hyundai. Excludes tax online license. See dealer for complete details. Offer valid through 22924 with approved credit. Dealer stock online. Hey Jeff Allen, you ready to get this party started in Gossip Key of South Mount Moriah? You bet I am, Randy. Gossip's got your new Kia that gets 41 MPG Highway. 2024 Kia Forte LXS 239 a month. 2799 do it signing. Need extra room? How about a 2023 Kia Sorento LX at $319 a month? $34.99 do it signing. And a 2024 Kia Telluride S all-wheel drive $459 a month. $34.99 do it signing. All 36-month lease. Plus get peace of mind because with every Gossip Kia, you get a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. So whether you live in Horn Lake, South Haven, Olive Branch, or Memphis, you'll be happy, happy at Gossip Kia on Mount Moriah. 2680 Mount Moriah or online, KiaMountMariah.com. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. This is pretty cool, and we're just getting started, so... You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye. It's obviously crunch time. Hammer, nail, coffin. This baby is over. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito. So good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Johnny, what I learned today, a couple of things. Uh, I learned that uh, we'll be seeing Chris Paul again for the uh 
for the Warriors yeah. tonight uh, in his return uh, after injury. So that'll be fun to see. Um, but what I also learned is we talked to Beau Marchant uh, a little bit earlier about the NFL Combine. And a story coming out at The Athletic, uh, USC's Caleb Williams, LSU's Jaden Daniels, and North Carolina's Drake May have all reportedly made the decision not to throw really? at this year's combine. It makes sense. It's It, it does make sense, but it is interesting. Um, That's know, how it was going to start all being. All three of those guys not going to throw, so we'll see a lot of Michael Penix. We'll see yeah. a lot of J.J. McCarthy. That's good for them, though. We'll see a lot of Joe Milton, I know, will we'll throw this weekend. So, Joe Milton needs um, it, man. He Spencer needs Rattler, I'm guessing, will also yeah, he, Spencer so, going to do it. Yeah, yeah. So um, it still should be a fun weekend for quarterbacks, but uh, definitely going to those three top three guys going to be missed. Yes, man. Um, what I learned to, today, man, Shoei Otani. You know, mm-hmm. he hit a home run today, man, oh, in, in 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 the spring game today, man. So it was it was just cool to see, man. And you know, Brian, I'm start I'm trying to follow baseball more, yeah. and I'm trying to see what's going on in, in, in the MLB world and Major League Baseball. And just to see that, man, he already making an impact, you know, for the Dodgers, man. And and they're really looking like a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, what I could have done without, I think, uh, some of the things we heard today from the NFL Combine from coaches, I think, most notably uh, Chicago. It sounds like... They don't even know what they're going to do with they that don't. Topic, which is not hard to to believe because of of where what's going on. You know, we're only at the combine. You know, this is where a lot of the scouts see these players and, and and start making those decisions. But when you've got a guy like Caleb Williams, that I think a lot of people have been saying for a couple of years now, hands down, number one pick, great quarterback, yeah. best quarterback. But then you got a guy like Justin Fields. How much do you trust Justin Fields? Yeah. If you can get some weapons around him, get that offensive line shirt up. Do you trust that he could be? Because, I mean, that was a guy that was a high pick out of college and a great college player. Do you want to get rid of that guy and, and go for another young quarterback and try to start that process over? Then again, I mean, where, what do you do with uh, with him if you do decide to trade him? So a lot of yeah. decisions uh, man, that's a lot, man. with yeah. the Bears, and, and we'll some great see points. which way they go. I mean, it looks like they'll go and, and, and draft Caleb Williams. But now, like you said earlier, it sounds like Caleb Williams might want to go home yes. and play for, for and that, uh, and that threw a wrench in everything, man. Absolutely. And, man, one thing I could have done done with that, I'm going to be short and sweet, man. Um, What happened with Cam Noon, man? Cam Noon, he hosted a camp and everything, and it, it was just sad to see that he got – he's trying to help the community, help Atlanta, Georgia, and really put on a camp for the youth. And they over here jumped the man. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just sad to see that when you're trying to help the youth, trying to give back to the community, and that's also why a lot of athletes don't give back to the community because mm-hmm. of stuff like that, man. So that's one thing I could have done without. Yeah, I hated to see that. Uh, well, I'm going to beam tonight to uh, this uh, this Kentucky and Mississippi State game. We mentioned it earlier. Should be a, a really, really fun game. Right now, uh, Mississippi State a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home over Kentucky that put up all of those points yeah. over Alabama over the weekend. Where are you beaming tonight? Man. Man, I'm beaming too. The the thing the whole NBA been promoting mm-hmm. Draymond oh, and Jordan yeah. Poole, man. Part two, fight man. Hey, I'm looking forward to yeah. fight night yeah. tonight, man. Yeah, well, even though Jordan Poole coming off the bench. That's right. Well, it should be a fun night. A lot of NBA games tonight. A lot of college basketball games highlighted for sure by Kentucky, Mississippi State, number one Houston, also in action later tonight. Number seven Kansas, and we get Vandy, Arkansas, a little local flair there later tonight. But uh, that's all the time we have. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock.